Hello and welcome back to the Rock Zone podcast. This week, slightly different format in that I am riding solo. But fear not, I've brought with me everyone's favorite or least favorite high rocks athlete, depending on your outlook in life, uh, Mr. Hunter McIntyre. And uh, I take Hunter and uh, have a very nice chat with him on a park bench. Um, Really, really enjoyed the conversation, as you're about to hear. So without further ado, three, two, one, rock zone in. Right, the Parkside chat is live, and we're going to go straight in with some quickfire questions. So, Hunter, very, very PC first question. What is an everyday item you can't go without? Uh, city bike. City bike, land bike. I mean, to be fair, Hunter rinses line bike. I think if if line bike were to invest in Builder, Hunter would wake up a happy man for the rest of his life. Yeah, I think line bike should invest in me. I'm pretty much the guy. I, I'm starting line bike tours. I travel exclusively on line bike. Does not matter the weather, the circumstances. I'm pumping out thousands of miles a year on these things. And I think it's the greatest way to see the city. It keeps you fit, not fat. Uh, and it's such a fun experience. Right. This was supposed to be quick fire, not a plug for Lime. So, next question. If you were to do a High Rocks doubles again, who would you pick as your partner? Like real deal or like fake deal? Both, please. Um, just because we were talking about him earlier, Elton John. And then, so if you want to come to High Rocks with me, November 25th, 26th, let's go Elton. And then probably Megan Jacoby, just because I think it would be dope to steal that mixed doubles record. An all-American team, yeah? Yeah, All-American, for sure. Okay, fair play. Um, now, we normally ask our guests what world record you would have a genuine chance at setting or beating, but you already have a couple of world records. So, like, think carefully. Something I actually have the opportunity to beat? I think if I really, really tried, I might be able to be competitive in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. That's savage. I've seen that. It's it's kind of disgusting. It's like the most American thing I can I can possibly imagine. Fuck yeah, it is. We did a hot dog mile in Durango, Colorado. It's kind of like a beer mile, and I mashed the competition. I was just dunking the hot dogs in the water, like watching the technique that I saw, and just like swallowing it whole basically. Right. Okay. Fine. Uh, quick fire questions over. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the park bench somewhere in inner city London. Um, I'd like to follow up. How does a beer mile work? Is it is it with bun or is it just dog? Well, that's a hot dog mile. A beer mile is one beer, one lap, four times. Hot dog mile is one hot dog with bun and four laps per lap. With relish or no? No, nothing. It's just like dog water down. So four dogs. So 400, dog, then 400 meters? Dog and bun, 400 meters, four times. Okay, that's... I think I got a 547. Okay, if, any, if anyone listening to that even wants to attempt that there you go that's that's the benchmark to beat apparently okay let's talk the relay obviously you're aware of our challenge yeah you've made it very clear that we don't stand much of a chance true thank you very much for your confidence in us um however on a more serious note do you have any suggestions as to how we might get even close to beating you i think really you should probably Use your strongest guys in the very beginning to do almost all the work, and then the fitter guys near the end to do the less less of the work. Because your buddies are going to go slow near the end when it comes to the running. Like once that accumulation of tiredness shows up, mm-hmm. 
So, like, if you're really strong, like, beat the shit out of the sleds and the ski erg and everything and then leave those guys alone the last few stations and just let them do all the running. You know what I mean? If I told you that we had found out that there are 2,520 possible combinations in which to assemble a relay team, what would you make of that? I'd say that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? Why? It's just a, it's a juggling factor of just, like, assembling who's the fittest person. Like, we just did a relay event kind of up at that Birmingham Forders event. And we always just decided that the strongest guys actually got to chill out and then the runners would do a lot of work, touch the station at first, and then the strong guys would go at the end. So, I don't know. You just figure out the way your team works, not some kind of weird-ass data point that you guys gave me. Okay, well, that's a, that's a is shame. That, is that what your buddy put together, the crazy one? <laughs> Nathan, the crazy one, yeah. Yeah, I'm convinced he's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, is there an actual challenge that you see the four of us being able to contend against you if that's the right way of saying it uh yeah of course you guys i mean like you're four men versus one i'm just really good at high rocks and a few other things but you guys could probably beat me in a powerlifting event if you all added your weight up together versus mine that's that's boring no uh i i quite like the idea of a hot dog and be a mile i'd be into that i'd also i you know the buttery bros Yes. I've always wanted to fight the two of them at the same time in a boxing match. I'd be willing to fight all four of you at the same time. <laughs> That's just so on brand with the internet in the 20s of let's fight each other in a boxing match and make millions of dollars doing it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Out of them, I would do out of violence. For you guys, I'd do out of fun. Okay, so it's fake punches, yeah? No, I'd hit you hard. Oh, fuck. Thanks. Okay, great. Um... Fine, let's lock in right here, right now. Next time you're in the UK, let's do a beer and hot dog mile. It's going to be very hard for me, by the way. I would know because uh, on, on the weekend, Hunter tried to down two of our English pints. And should, 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 should I tell them or, or do you want to tell I them? I got through one and a half beers before a girl finished one. And then what happened? I threw up. Great. What a man. What a, some dirty ass fish bodega behind the pub that we were at and they made me wait for like three hours to get a goddamn chicken burger by the time i ate the burger you guys immediately started challenging me to chugging contest i'd like still finishing my last bite and of course i threw up because i was competitive (sighs) okay as you can see there was a lot on the line there it was a full-on usa versus uk showdown hello sorry quick interruption I have a quick announcement to share with you all. You may or may not have noticed that over the past few weeks, the Rockstone and Builder have been getting a little more friendly with one another. And, uh, well, we've decided to take our relationship to the next level. And that means we have now got a discount code for you to use. So next time you buy your Builder products, you can use discount code ROCKZONE to get a nice 10% off your order. And uh, if for whatever reason you've not heard of Builder, spelt B-L-D-R, it is one of the most popular supplement providers used by all High Rocks athletes um, because, of course, it is founded by none other than my current guest, Hunter McIntyre. In all seriousness, they make a 
fantastic range of supplements designed to help you improve your race performance and recover from your workouts. Definitely not reading this from a script. Um, But hand on heart, we can highly recommend their products to all of our listeners. And uh, you'd be doing us a huge favor if you use our code ROCKZONE at checkout. It really does go a long way in helping support the show. Thank you so much. And now let's get back to the episode. Okay, let's get serious here for a second. The question everybody is dying to know, me included, when and where will you be racing in High Rocks next season? I know you're kind of keeping it on the down low, but let's see if we can get an exclusive here. I don't know if there's anything exclusive about it. It has nothing to do with like hiding things from people. I just have a busy schedule, and I don't know when I'm going to feel like hunter shape again. Because there's no point at this point in racing unless I'm going to set a world record or win a championship. And now everything's kind of a championship, so it doesn't really make it that unique, to be honest. Mm -hmm. There's five championships. Last year it was two championships. Mm -hmm. And so now you've multiplied, you've over doubled the amount of championships, so it's not as unique. So I could show up to any of these things and win, but I want to show up and do something that's like, you know? I completely get that, but you've also completely dodged my question. I don't know. I think you're, you're likely to see me in Vienna and D.C. to start. Note that down, everyone who wants a show of the action and a piece of the piece of the pie. I wonder, do you think Vienna is going to be fun at all, or do you think it's just going to be like white bread toast boring? <laughs> uh, Vienna's a nice city. It's a nice city. Have you ever been? No, I've never been. There you go. That's so we'll why s- I asked the question. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you may may wanted me to weigh in and like have a nice stimulated discussion over there it. Attractive girls in Vienna. There's attractive girls everywhere. Also. You'll, you'll find them. That's true also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Vienna. I'm going to D.C. just to stuff David Begita in the face so he has to look at my back for an hour and a half. Uh, other than that, I have no reason to go to D.C. And then... Uh, that seems know, like there's a bit of tension there, or no? Uh, yeah, you'd have to be not to know that. I Okay, I've completely missed that. I'm sorry, that's a journalistic error on my behalf. Yeah, I, I just don't like the guy. That's short as the sentence needs to be, as long as it also needs to be. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Right. So, Vienna, D.C., that's where we may or may not see you. Are you taking on any other races or challenges this year? Uh, I will be going for the Murph record again December or January. I think it's just like a fun way to do off-season, do a lot of push-ups and squats and pull-ups. So, instead of saying that in my quick-fire questions, you went for hot dogs instead, yeah? Yeah, but Murph's that's simple it's basic everyone expects me to do that if you showed up I showed up to a party and they'd like hey we made hot dogs for everyone and I ate all of them in under five minutes in front of everybody like that means a savage and rude you know what I'm going to change this challenge actually fuck a beer and hot dog mile that's too complicated how about you and I go head to head on an eating challenge done what 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 food of choice I'm really good at eating pizza and ice cream hmm we'll think of a challenge but I'm I'm here for it I back myself Fastest person to finish three pies. Three, okay, fine. Three pizzas. What location? Like, what, sorry, what, what, what restaurant? I'm assuming you're not going to come to the United States, so <laughs> why don't you pick a restaurant? Oh, I'll pick a restaurant. Um, tell you what, how about we let the listeners weigh in on this? I went out to a pizza place with the Dyer Boys. They know a good pizza place over by where they live, and I'm sure they'll be able to tell us. But if the listeners have somewhere to choose... Fine. If not, the Dyer Boys... I called out. 
we need you to host the uh, the. I pizza bet you party. I can beat both the Dire Boys. Them two trying to eat, finish three pizzas before I finish three pizzas. I bet you I can whoop the shit out of them. Cool, but I'll be finished before you will, so it won't count. So great. Okay, excellent. Next question would be: What builder events can we look forward to in the UK and in Europe for the coming high rock season or functional fitness season, whatever you want to call it? Builder events, or just any kind of events that you're hosting in some way associated with, like what kind of parties have we got coming up? I think one of the things that we're trying to put together. I was talking to you about this. Is I think we're going to do a relay race from early side of next year. We're going to do a relay race from London to, it's not Portsmouth, but like one of the big beach towns. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth? Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to do that. And what would happen is we are going to have probably pick 10 to 20 teams, teams of four or five. I think it's about like 180K. You split it up however you want. And then we'll have prizes at the end and also do like camping and beer drinking. At Sorry, end. is this a foot race? It's a foot race. But, you know, like, you run 10K, I run 10K, the next person run 10, then, and then you go back through the rotation again, then you go back through the rotation one more time. You know, you do that four or five times, you basically have gone through the amount of distance. And is this a summer or a, one, summer or a winter affair? It's probably going to be a winter affair. Winter? Early, early summer. It's our early, early part of the year, yeah. Mm, okay, keep you on. It's one of those kind of things where the, the season's not that serious just yet, and I'm going to be over here anyways. And um, I just think it'll be fun. You know, that way people really get to see the value of the product. And, you know, I don't really like just like sitting there and putting it on shelves and telling people come by. Like, I want people to test the product, do cool stuff. So that's what we did at Forders, and it was really successful. You know, doing an all-day event using pre-workouts and using, um, using hydration and then also using the gels that we've got. All that kind of stuff will make a ton of sense and people can understand the value of it. Uh, the other thing that you can expect is... I think we're going to do a fit festival in the summer, like two-day festival, all in, like raves at nighttime, competition during the day, mm. solid shit. That's, that's a page out of my book. You'll have to have um, signed off how many uh, units of alcohol you've had as well, because you can't just go around not partying and then showing up and slaying the competition the next day. I think what's going to happen, the best way to do it is a day one is like an elite competition and then party all night long, and then day two is open-level competition. Anybody can do whatever the hell they want. Mm. Just get the show out of the way, and then everybody gets to partying. Okay, that idea is probably better. Um, fine. Let's move on to some community questions. We, we, we reached out to the, to the wonderful world of uh, Hunter admirers, followers, and adversaries, and um, we got a couple of questions for you, okay? So, I actually really like this question. Michael Kirkmister, I think he's Dutch, asked, how would you build an Elite 15 athlete from the ground up? Uh, It really depends on the person you find, obviously, but, you know, if I could find a cross-country skier that had not made it to the Olympics and was, like, a bulkier build, I'd grab that person, I'd make sure they probably already have an insanely good engine, I would get their running cleaned up, and then I would just start like weight training them, and I bet you I could have an elite fifteen member in less than twelve months. And cross country skier because of their engine. Well, if you study cross country skiing, it's going to get nerdy. You're just using similar energy systems. Like they go kind of into a flow state, into an explosive state, kind of like what we do. We go flow state running, explosive state burpees, explosive state skiing, explosive state lunges, wall balls, whatever. You're using different muscle groups and like more intensely. So. They're just used to that, and they're doing such harder volume than we're doing. I think I'm the only person who's doing as much volume going as hard as I am. And cross-country skiers are just 
freakishly fit. Like, you know, the greatest VO2 max in history is Bjorn, Bjorn Diale, you know, nine-time Olympic gold medalist cross-country skiing. So if, we, if he was here, the likelihood that he'd whip my ass would be the highest of anybody in history. I'm thinking back to the earlier question now of ideal doubles partner. Like, maybe you fly out to Vienna for the championship race and then just spend a couple of, couple of days in the mountains observing for that mystical, like, mountain man, cross-country skier that you can, can nurture, make an elite 15 athlete and your doubles partner. He's just skiing up a mountain with rocks in his backpack and he's a fanny pack full of Nutella. Yeah. I'm like, you, you are my God. Come with me. Come with me, child. Right. Simon asks, running tips, hints, and tricks. And I'm going to extend that. Like, what's your running routine? Like, what's your, what's your training regime for it? I think ideally, if you're getting ready for high rocks, like six months out, you run as much as you can in the mountains. Um, right, but that realistically is not... You asked my running routines, I'm telling you. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Shitting on my story. So, yeah, ideally you run as much in the mountains as possible. It does strengthen up your legs, and it's valuable. And then you start to focus on, like speed running outside and then you start to focus on compromise running near like the last eight six to eight weeks and you'll be in wicked good shape but you do have to work on the skill of running fast and you do have to work on the skill of being fit over time through really hard shit like running up and down mountains and then once you do the compromise running which is sport specific Mm -hmm. it will really help so that's like a six month cycle for you I'm not hearing too much, or maybe this is what mountain running means, but long runs? What, what kind of purpose do they serve? I never do long runs. What's the longest run you'll do? 70 minutes, 80. Okay, and what, what kind of distance are you covering in that? That's 10 miles, 10, 10 to 12 miles. But that's, not, like, that's really rare. It really is. Like 10 milers are rare for me. It's not necessary. I do 60-minute runs. I get most of my endurance on the bike. Because you've got to figure, like, even though you are working out for like an hour – Long runs will just hurt you. It will take so much out of you. You know this. You're training for a marathon. You just by the end of it, you're like, I'm walking to the grave right now. Mm. Like, if I take you to the gym and get you to work out, lift weights, ride the bike often, do some intervals and stuff, you'll walk around town with all puffed out chest. And you're like, I'm ready to fuck shit up. I'm a superhero. <laughs> so, you know, long runs emaciate you. Fine. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. I think it's the boredom that sends me to the grave more than anything. Three hours on feet just by yourself. To the beginning of every single season, which I don't really have that much anymore of, but if I take some time off and start running again, like a 30-minute run is very hard for me, like emotionally. It's like, I want to go home. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Okay, uh, final question here by Cheeky Suave. Well done. You get the final word here. Does Hunter plan on doing a decker? Never. Okay, please elaborate. I've had this conversation with people. I think it's a great event, but you got to recognize that like the pool of talent in this sport is so thin at this point that if we all start going to random events all the time, it's going to distract from the most important events, which are the events that I'm at. And, nice. Yeah. And you got to figure like I'm the flag bearer right now. I'm at the front of the uh, ship on this thing, and I got to I got to keep people going to the right events so that we can be more competitive, get more attention, get more eyes on this thing, grow the sport. When everybody, like the same weekend that Stockholm's going on, there's DecaFit World Championships. If 50% of the athletes go to DecaFit World Championships, 50% of the attention goes that, like there. You know, I'm not, I'm giving, I'm spreading out their voices equally, which is not true, but I'm just saying it's valuable for us to all be at the same place at the same time. That's why the Tour de France is the only cycling race that anybody ever knows about. 
I mean, you could probably, if you're a real freak about sports, you probably like, oh, what about Giara Italia or something like that. <laughs> no, it, that's that's kind of my feeling about Decafit. Decafit's not as premier as Hyrox is. It's not. It's not like a championship. Like that's why Ironmans are popular, not sprint triathlons. Like everyone wants to go to Ironman. If I said, oh, I did a sprint triathlon last week, and they'd be like, what's that? Is that an Ironman? No, because you don't get a cool wristband with it. No, but you know what I'm trying to say. So, like, we, I do want to put all my focus on Hyrox because I think Hyrox is the one that's going to grow and change the industry, and it's the most important thing for us to put our energy towards. Why? Why Hyrox? Hyrox is a better workout, and it's it's a better design. It's a better test, and obviously the amount of attention. Like, DecaFit, it's never going to get the attention it deserves, so I can't put my attention on it. Also, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to DecaFit World Championships and make $3,000? The other night we spent $3,000. It's, you got to put your focus also where you're going to get the most benefit from it. Okay. If you could give Hyrox a suggestion as to how they might improve their event, what would that be? What would it look like? Hyrox should hire exclusively media people. I don't know if you noticed, but I go everywhere with two camera people now. And if you watched, the amount of success that I've had in my businesses is, is reflected that. Hyrox has zero media attention. It took them five years to do a proper live stream for world championships. And I'm not trying to insult anybody. Like, I'm just, I'm intense about my attitude because I want people to pay attention. Like, CrossFit, there's probably 10 athletes in CrossFit now making over a million dollars a year. And do you know why that is? It's not because their sport's better. It's because their sport gets more eyeballs. And why do you spend money on where... That's why female soccer players don't get paid shit and men soccer players get paid a fuck ton of money. It's where the eyeballs go. We have zero eyeballs on what we do, you know? And it's like we were just having a podcast today and my, my running coach, Rich Diaz, contacted this company for a piece of equipment and said, hey, I'd love to test these athletes that I'm training up for High Rocks. Um, and if you give me some free equipment, I'll give you all these data points. And the guy's like, what's High Rocks? And he goes, he goes, you should Google it. And he goes, if I have to Google it, then I'm not sending you free equipment. You proved my point. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like brands and people still don't know who we are. So if you have 100 people in a room and 30 people are screaming DecaFit and 70 people are screaming High Rocks, you're wasting your energy. 100 people should scream High Rocks. Okay, but then you've said High Rocks is the sport that you're willing to put your name to yeah. then why high rocks and not something like decker or turf games or anything like that that or crossfit for that matter that's already got an established viewership base i think uh crossfit's great you saw that i went and did it but i spent a year doing it and it was one of the most miserable years of my life and i'm just not that person like, I also thought about going to row in the Olympics, and then I thought to myself, I said, wow, I would have to sit on a rower in a dark room for four years straight. And then when it was sunny out, I'd get in a boat and look at people's backs and row backwards. Like, that's not a life I want to live. I can manage this lifestyle and enjoy myself thoroughly. And look, at I'm in London right now. I'm in Malibu next. I'm in the mountains over here. If you want to do CrossFit, you live in Oklahoma in a, in a gym, and you never leave. Wow. How descriptive. Last question on that front. Would you think that Hyrox could improve the actual product of the workout itself? It's not necessary. It's not necessary to improve what Hyrox has done. I, I've said to them they should probably add a second day that has a second version of tests. But at this point, they just need to perfect what they already have. And once you get there, you reach a tipping point where it's like you recognize that like Coca-Cola worked on Coca-Cola for how many years? And then all of a sudden they added Cherry Coke. 
You know what I mean? Like, focus on Coca-Cola. Make it an international brand. Make it the drink that everybody drinks when they have a burger every single time. It's the 4th of July, and you're sipping on something. I don't know why, but they made it the face of Christmas with polar bears. Like, they maximize that brand. So they just, that's all they need to do is focus on maximizing the volume and uh, product of this, and they should do extremely well. Straight from the business mind that brought you Biceps Win Racers, the Biceps races. the next unicorn company. Yeah. Watch out. Okay, Hunter, thank you very much for this, uh, this little chat. Um, do you have any more questions, remarks, or general piece of advice that you'd like to impart on us? I think if you're going to do it, you should be all in. I'm just recognizing that the older I get. Like, what's the fucking point of doing anything if you're not all in? Like, quit tiptoeing. What is the fucking point? There you have it. Hunter, thank you very much for joining our show. Back to the guys in the studio, or maybe not. Maybe let's do a rock zone out, just in case. Rock zone out, baby. Nice, rock zone out. And rock zone back in. It's not just time yet to end the episode, because we need to give you an update on the current affairs of what's been happening in the wonderful world of High Rocks. So... It's all been kicking off down under with High Rocks races in Sydney and Melbourne kickstarting the new season. And um, to give us a little bit of an insight as to what actually went on in Melbourne, we've been sent a voice note from the Women's Pro winner, Marisa Roberts. So Marisa completed her race in one hour, seven minutes and 33 seconds, which coincidentally also now gives her the world record her age group. I mean, what a bloody legend. Um, so that's how Marisa got on. But let's find out what she thought about High Rocks Melbourne. Hi, guys. So what was the uh, vibe like at the event? So the vibe at the event was just uh, electric, to be honest. Um, and to be amongst a uh, community of like-minded people challenging themselves through just massive amounts of discomfort and then coming out the other other side, Um and still smiling. It was just incredible to be a part, to be a part of that. So my favourite moment of the day, there was probably two. Uh, one was in the warm-up area when I realised how easy the sled push and pull was going to be. I hadn't had the opportunity to do a great deal of training with the sled push and pull. Um, so when I realised it was going to move quite easily I was really happy um the other one would be just the amount of support the competitors were receiving from complete strangers everyone was so encouraging and supporting each other it was it was definitely a favorite part I mean what a realization to have you're stood there in the warm-up area having never really pushed or pulled the sled before and then thinking well this isn't as fucking hard as I thought it was going to be what a delightful surprise. Fair play, Marisa. The other thing I was thinking is uh, it just seems that that the Aussies just have a way of, of bringing the vibe you know, and, and getting the party going. I mean, those races in, in Melbourne and Sydney sounded awesome. I'd, I'd really, really like to go to one of those one day. However, shall we wrap this up? Shall we wrap this episode up? I, I think it's time. But uh, before I go, I'll do my normal plugs. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to our show today, then please do follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to this too. And uh, give us a follow on Instagram 
um, at RockzonePod is where you'll find us. Loads of new uh, fun and exciting content coming your way on the regular there. Um, if you've not already seen or heard about our Rockzone Grip Socks, or as they're known on the street, Rock Socks, then do have a look at them. Check them out. Um, specifically designed with High Rocks athletes in mind. If you're looking to get that little bit of an edge and uh, get that extra little bit of grip when it comes to pushing and pulling those sleds in particular, those socks will make sure that you stay nice and snug in your trainers. So uh, as ever, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Three, two, one, Rock Zone out. <laughs>